This is the Busy People Podcast hosted by Nicole Hope and Victoria Albuquerque. Dropping knowledge on all things health, wellness, and lifestyle because you're never too busy to learn something new. episode number seven or as Vic said lucky number seven (laughs) and this is totally appropriate because we have Colleen McNally with us who is a tarot card reader and I have to say I've never gotten my cards read before but I'm so interested in the whole um, philosophy of tarot card reading the history of it and you know like why people do it why people are scared of it And Colleen goes through all of that with us today in the interview. Colleen is so cool. I I personally cannot wait to do a session with her. Um, And she had some really interesting stuff to say. So if this is something that was of interest to you, you've thought about it or maybe wanted to try it, um, we definitely want you to check this out. Colleen is um, a tarot card reader or tarot reader and educator. She's a Reiki practitioner. She's the host of the Soul Magic podcast. Um, And yeah, I mean, there's so much to take away from this. So we can't wait for you to check it out. Also, if you are someone who is like, no freaking way am I ever doing this because I'm scared of that shit, then you should still listen to this because she debunks all of those points yeah, for as sure. well so it's still for everybody even if you don't think you would ever do that in your life love it I loved it I did too and I feel like <laughs> the one thing that I wish we did when we interviewed her was to ask her pull to a card. pull a card that was so dumb of us we're 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 learning though we're growing um and now we're gonna get a session with her so it's gonna be great we'll video it to share with all of you So we're here with Colleen McNally. She's a tarot card reader. Um, She also is a Reiki practitioner, and she is going to talk to us today about tarot reading. So Colleen, we're so excited to hear, to learn a little bit more about this. We have so many questions, Um, but before we get into it, would you like to just introduce yourself and tell us how you got started down this path? Sure, absolutely. Um, Also, just very excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Sure. Um, My name is Colleen. I am a tarot reader and an educator, um, and I'm a soon-to-be Reiki master. Um, I got on this journey, honestly, in no glamorous or special way. Um, I was always, as a young kid, into the occult and the mystics and all those other things. Um, But I was also a clipto in my teenage years. And so I actually stole my very first tarot deck from Barnes & Noble. um, And I carried it with me through many years because I was always afraid to throw it out. (laughs) Because I was like, I feel like I'll just be cursed or have bad juju or something or another. So I kept it with me. And five years ago, um, I started seeing tarot a lot more. I felt like it started becoming a lot more mainstream and a lot more people talking about it. So I just kind of looked at my tarot deck sitting on my bookshelf and I was like, okay, like this is it. So I started reading and studying uh, for about a year and a half before I even got out to do professional readings. Um, But that's how how I got started. I just had a quick question before you got into it. Is it true that you're not supposed to buy your own deck and that someone is supposed to gift it to you? 
Um, so I'm not really into all of those things <laughs> because the thing is, is like if you, if someone never bought you a tarot deck and you really wanted to do tarot, would you just never get started? You know what I mean? So, so many of those things, my number one rule always is if it resonates with you, then you do it. Um, but that's the thing. If, if you want to do tarot, go get a deck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> cool. So how do tarot cards actually work? If you can kind of give us some insight to people that have never used it, don't know anything about it. Sure. I think tarot for a long time has somewhat had a bad rap. Um, I think that a lot of tarot readers now are starting to rewrite a lot of the tarot definitions. Many of them come from a fear-based source. So just an example, like uh, Seven of Swords is traditionally known as backstabbing or cheating or um, things of that nature. But if you... um, there's a energetic scale, right? And on the top of it is love and the bottom of it is fear. So whenever you do something from a feared center place, it's not feeding your soul or your highest and best um, self. So a lot of the tarot readers that I kind of follow are changing those kind of stories. So the tarot can be used as a tool for evolution of yourself coming into your highest and best self. Um, in addition to that, it's really a tool for the present moment. Um, are there folks who are psychics and can predict future? Do they use tarot in that way? Sure, absolutely. Does it come across to me sometimes that way? Yes. But what it is meant to do is open up your present moment to really see what you're doing, what you're feeling, what direction you're heading in. Um, I'm a huge believer in free will. So I feel like the tarot is like, well, this is what you're doing and this is the direction that you're going. You know, you can either keep going in that way and end up there or you can make a different choice and end up somewhere else. So I usually love to empower people. I try myself to not necessarily have futuristic predictions because it's you and and you're in control of your life. So essentially it's a tool to help you illuminate your present moment give the power back to you to make different choices or just simply know what's going on. Okay. So more like guidance and advice than necessarily predicting the future. Cause I, I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people do think. Can you give us some insight to where the tarot um, reading, like where did it start? How did it even come about? Yeah. So tarot reading has been used in so many different cultures. Uh, The one that we see today actually comes from Europe um, in Italy and France. And the way that it started was um, it started as a game. So the rich folks of Europe used to have them hand painted, actually, to look like their family members, their friends and things like that. And they would pull the cards and make stories out of them for entertainment, essentially. The occult, which is the people who are run the realms of this uh, supernatural and the mystics and stuff, they started giving the tarot cards definition and meaning and using it as a divination tool around the 1800s. The tarot deck that we see today comes from the early 1900s from Andrew Waite and Pamela Coleman Smith. Um, With the printing press, Andrew Waite wanted to make tarot cards more accessible to everyone. And he and Pamela Coleman Smith were in an occult together called the Golden Dawn. 
And Pamela Coleman Smith was really well known for her psychic abilities. So he knew that Pamela Coleman Smith could channel the messages that we needed to know and obviously carry out since then. Um, So that's how tarot is now today. It's evolved from a game to an occult thing and then now to the masses through the printing press. And so how, how is it relevant for people like day to day? How can it help guide them? Yeah. Um, so many, so many ways. Um, so the, the tarot is split into two different card sections. They're called the major and the minor arcana. And the majors are these life lessons that happen to us all the time that we necessarily don't have control over. So they all carry topics of like change, transition, identifying yourself, who you are, um, you know, healing. All those themes have been true and have stayed through centuries and lifetimes. So, and then the minor arcanas are more of these like day-to-day energies. So that's like dealing with grief and happiness and um, how do I get through this project or why isn't this project working out for me? Like, why do I keep getting roadblocks? Things like that. So with this, it's relevant because these themes that the tarot carries out are the same through generations, right? They just kind of take on different forms or whatever. And I don't know if it's also just because I'm in the realm of healing, but I see so many more people, and especially since through shutdown, um, so many more people are disconnected, um, especially with COVID and quarantining. We are naturally disconnected at this time. Um, I deal or I talk with a lot of folks who have anxiety, depression, and when a lot of those things happen, we start to disassociate um, or just even with we're so busy. Um you know, we have all these things on our plates and how many people have the mindfulness to take care of themselves or just take five minutes out of their day just to pull a tarot card and reconnect with themselves and be like, oh, like this is how I'm feeling today or this is the stuff that's kind of going on. So it has themes that are completely timeless and it also really gives our, ourselves a time and a moment to connect with how what we're doing and how we're feeling. Awesome. I feel like a lot of people are either hesitant or like scared of like, mm-hmm. I mean, even myself years ago, <laughs> I would be like, no, nah, I don't know if I even want to mess with that. I guess. Can you talk on maybe why you think people um, can be scared of it? And then what advice you would give to people that maybe want to try it, but are a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. The number one, number two thing I hear all the time is I don't want you to tell me I'm going to die. And I don't want you to tell me bad things are going to happen. And I don't ever do any of those things. (laughs) I'm not the, what's that guy with the, the, what's, what's the guy I'm looking for? The Grim Reaper. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And, you know, bad things happening in life is a fact of life. And the one thing that I've always loved with the tarot is that it is honest And with every one of those 78 cards that are in the tarot, they reflect human experience. So we are not always happy all the time. We are not always going through good times. Um, There are the cards that do reflect, like I kind of mentioned before, sadness or depression or grief. And all of those things are a fact of life. 
And what the tarot is going to help you do is move through those things. So if you are going through a tough time, it's like, well, here are some action steps that we can do to either help us alleviate how we're feeling, um, sometimes distract ourselves from what's going on, because sometimes it's not always great to be consumed in those kind of negative emotions um, and things like that. So it's never a death sentence, um, but it is a truthful reading. Like, you know, and if you are kind of making bad choices at this time, like the tarot is going to call you out. And but that's okay because that's what you might need to hear to be like, you know, I am not making the best choices for myself. So now let me empower myself and make better choices. So it's going to be like your best friend who like gets real with you and they're like, come on, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Someone or, that'll call you out and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, help, help you better yourself for sure. Yeah. But it, there's also readings that are super confirming and they're just like, you're doing great. You're on the right path. Like keep going. Like this is it. So it can do both, but do you think don't it be de- scared. Do you think it depends on like what energy you're bringing to the, to the reading? No. Um, and I think that's another thing of how uh, spirit works too. Like, uh, like spirit, there's never really necessarily like right or wrong. So when a lot of people come to the tarot and they're like, well, should I do this or should I do that? And whatever one you choose is the path that you needed to choose to do the lesson that is in front of you at, at the moment, right? So it's never, we're never good or bad. Like, we're people who are trying to live and make better choices and live the best lives, do good by ourselves and others. So it's never what you bring. Um, one of the tarot readers I follow, one of her things that I've always loved, she's like, come to the tarot with dirty hands. Like it doesn't matter. It's just here to guide you, to help you. Like I said, being a little repetitive, make better choices and be a better person. So like another concern that I've heard is like people who are religious um, who don't want to do the tarot like that's a fear besides like hearing a death sentence um, mm-hmm. like I'm religious I can't do that do you is that I mean do you hear that also yeah and actually that was a huge personal struggle of mine when I was growing up I was raised in a catholic church I was actually a non-denominational born-again christian at some point and it was really hard for me to figure it out like Um, but a lot of things go into that fear-based kind of idea. So when the Christians were trying to gain power and take everything over, fear is a huge tactic amongst probably anybody who's trying to gain control over everybody or anybody. So for me, that's a lot of where it came from for me was just like my Catholic upbringing. I have a friend who, you know, made it okay to kind of be like, well, your faith can be a collection of everything and anything. So it's not, I'm not messing with time. I'm not doing the devil's work. I'm not manipulating anything. Actually, there's a, uh, there's so much, um, walking with God, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it inside of the tarot. So it acknowledges that we have to work together with spirit in order to kind of, um, progress and move along as well you mentioned something earlier about coming to the deck with dirty hands can you Mm -hmm. (laughs) can you explain (laughs) that a bit more what does that actually mean 
Yeah. Like, you know how people say like, oh, I'm going to go back to the gym, but I'm going to like lose weight first, or I'm going to get in shape first before I go back to the gym. (laughs) It's like, it's like the same thing. Like you don't have to be in a good spot. You don't have to, you know, feel like your energy is, you know, on this 100 scale. It's, it's meeting you where you are and it's going to help you through like whatever it is, is that you're going through. Yeah. Come as you are. Come as you are. Cool. Um, so can you um, can you walk us through a session? What actually takes place during a, a tarot reading? Yeah, so it depends, honestly. Um, there are folks who come to readings who just say, I just want to see what the cards say. Um, so with that, I usually do like a general spread. That and A spread is how the cards are positioned to give you certain... Um, there's like questions and positions, which each one of the cards, and that kind of helps me know what the cards mean in particular order. Um, so then I would do a general spread. And then from that general spread, uh, that's when most people will start to find questions. So they'll find topics or things that I didn't hit on that they're like, well, can you talk about my work more or that reading serve this, but I want to know more about this. So then um, at that time, I would make a spread during our session to help answer those questions a little bit more clearly. Um, And then some folks have direct questions. They're like, I want to know about my work or my relationship, or I'm starting this new business. Can you tell me about this? And so I like to do that. Um, I would prepare a spread beforehand um, and then kind of go through it during the session. So there's a lot of talking, (laughs) essentially. (laughs) Yeah. So you basically can just, if the person's coming in, if they have a specific question, you could start there or you can just like mm-hmm. kind of let it unravel as it as it will. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, if someone wants to get a reading done, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like it's probably difficult to figure out if the person who is doing your reading is legitimate. Like, how do you know if you're speaking with someone who knows what they're talking about? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think this makes it a lot easier now because of Instagram. Um, You can kind of follow along with people. And if their vibe matches your vibe, um, that's one indicator, you know, always asking around friends and things like that. Uh, But 100% never go with a reader who ever will tell you that they have to fix your problems or that they need to, um, uh, like, you have demons and spirits following you and stuff like that. that's a total money-making scheme. And if you, any healer, real healer knows that any healing that ever goes on is in the hands of you. Um, and that healers just guide you along. We don't ever do anything. So just stay away from those people. And then otherwise it comes down to reading styles, like who you connect with and if what they're saying connects with you. So is there any point during the reading where the person, so like if you're doing a reading for me where I'm touching the cards or you control Mm -hmm. the cards the whole time? Um, I used to let people pick their own cards. Um, I just stopped a little bit because of COVID, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it's either, or, um, different readers have different rules for themselves. Some people have separate decks for them and for use that everybody else has used. Some don't like you touching their decks at all but I I don't I don't mind (laughs) 
I mean, we've heard, like, I feel like people are like, oh, this card just, like, flew out of the deck. And it's like, this is the first card. But is that, like, when if you're shuffling, like, you're picking, I don't know, like, how to, what does that even mean? Like, I, I actually was just saw someone this morning, and part of her morning routine is, like, pulling a card for herself. I was, she's mm-hmm. on Instagram, but, um. But she's like, this card, these two cards just, like, flew out of the deck. And I'm like, yeah. are they flying out of the deck? What is that? What's actually happening here? Like, is you shuffling them and then, like, they're coming to you? Like, how are, how does that happen? Yeah, and that is also different uh, shuffling styles. So some people do, like, that overhand kind of shuffle. Um, a friend of mine does that. And just whenever the card kind of flies out or stops the shuffling, she'll pick that one. Um, I do more of that casino style of, like, shuffling. But yeah, like sometimes whenever you're moving the cards around, certain ones will like jump out. So I will put them aside and I will still like fill out my spread as is. And then I will look at those two cards too. Any of those types of cards are like, hey, look at me. Like I have something to say here. (laughs) So it's always important to pull them out and take them too. Do you suggest that people come to the reading with... um... You know, like if you were doing a reading for us, would you say, you know, go to come to the reading with some questions that you have specifically or do you just kind of let let it roll? It's only it's totally up to preference. Um, most folks who have never had a reading will just kind of go in for the experience and they'll say, I just want to see what the cards say. Um, but other people I feel who or just sometimes people just need general guidance. So they'll still say, like, whatever, whatever you see, I'll take that. Um or specific, it, it's really up to you and it's your preference and what you're looking to get out of the reading. And is there like a time, like, do you, like, is there a time limit or like, can this go on for hours? Like, do you feel like it's more productive <laughs> productive when like, it's a shorter thing and you kind of go with the first thing or do you just, is that different depending on who's, who you're reading? I offer a, a different, a bunch of different kinds of readings. Um, I try to cater to different price, price points and things like that. Um, so I have like a short 20 minute audio reading, um, that I just send like a voice message to, and then I have other ones where they're more, um, like I have a 45 minute, an hour, and then I have this other one that could run up to an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half. Um, that's probably the most in-depth spread that I have in reading that I offer. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it comes in all shapes and sizes, whatever anyone needs. I mean, I'm excited for our reading when we eventually schedule this. Um, (laughs) So for someone, if someone wants to, is interested in getting their own deck and Mm -hmm. um, can they just get the deck and then just like pull a card, like I said, every morning or something, is that without any practice or is there really, um, I mean, like not for someone who wants to become a reader, just someone who wants to use Mm -hmm. them as like you said, your best, their best friend and like check in with themselves. Do you need yeah. do you need to do any like studying leading up to that or can you literally just buy a deck, pull the card and then, you know, like read what it means? Yeah, that is always um so I also teach tarot in the spring. I do my tarot course and that's where even those students start off is just with one card pulls. Um I try to say in the morning, you know, do it in the morning so that you can go throughout that day and be like um you know, if you pull the Empress card, like what was my Empress day like? And it goes like hand in hand. Um, there's this, the like, so the word Arcana actually means secret, right? So what the cards are, there's 78 secrets that will unfold over time. So if you do decide to learn tarot, 
those definitions will shift and change for your lifetime. And which is fun because you'll never stop learning and there'll be all these different definitions at different times. So there is that element of like memorizing their definition, but then there's also that element of having your own connection with it. So I would pull a card in the morning. You can read it, Google it, what the definition is. But then have you like go through the day, just keep that energy in mind of what it is. And then so by the end of the day, you can reflect back on it and then be like, well, this is what my Empress day is like. And this is what Empress energy means to me. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting. It's almost like you could use it, go through the day and then like journal at night and like just keep track of it that way and then like see how it progresses. Um, Exactly. Is there a certain deck that you would suggest buying? I mean, if you like someone just wants to get started, um, are they different? Is one better than another? Uh, No. So I am I'm a visual learner and the original the classic tarot that most decks are made off of today is the Smith Rider weight. The reason why I suggest that sometimes for beginners is because the imagery is what the card means. So if you are visual in that way and it kind of like just clicks for you, that's a great deck to start with. Um, But a lot of people don't choose to go that way. Uh, There are what we call indie decks, which are, um, you know, people stray away from the Smith Rider and they make their complete own imagery on the cards. And some people choose to work with those cards first. So it's kind of like... If it resonates, you do it. Um, there's no really right or wrong way. You mentioned the number 78 mm-hmm. um, earlier. Does that mean there's 78 cards in a deck or there's 78 images or characters? There's 78 cards in the tarot. Um, there's 22 major arcana cards. And those cards, I kind of explained it earlier, are the larger life lessons that the energies kind of happen to us. The minors, there's 52, but then there's another subset of cards in there, which are called the court cards, and there are 16 of those. So those are daily, day-to-day energies that we can work with, and the courts kind of go into like personality types and ways that we can work with ourselves or personalities that part of ourselves that we might need to bring forward in a certain situation. But when you're with all of those different types of cards, still you're pulling from one deck. I mean, like... Like if you wanted like to uh, like a major arcana, right? Would you um, like separate the deck? You wouldn't. You would still just be pulling whatever, right? So with that spread that I was talking about earlier that I was like, it could take me like an hour, 15, hour 30. So with that spread in particular, I have my own major arcana deck. So you pull out this really big spread on the one side and then just a major arcana spread on the other and they're linked together. So the major arcana deck on the one side is supposed to more so represent those like, um, like the deeper meaning of what it is. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm really explaining that right, but does that make sense? Kind (laughs) of. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so you can do either either. Um, when I pull cards up for, I pull a card for myself every day and that's just out of my general tarot deck. Um, and then I just have that specific major deck for that reading in specific. Okay. I think we like have a good idea. Thank you so much okay. about the tarot <laughs> um, and why we should not be nervous to 
partake in some Good. readings or <laughs> yeah, like get your own deck. I mean, someone told me that years ago. And so like, I mean, I would be interested. I'm like, I don't even know if I can buy my own deck like this. Like someone's like, you cannot buy your own deck. So now that we've cleared up that misconception um Uh, and I mean really you gave us such good information so thank you oh you're welcome yeah before you leave us Colleen though is there anything that you can um leave our listeners with that will help encourage them to try uh tarot reading yeah so if you want to do a tarot reading um I would even say like start small Um, like kind of like I said that one reading I do is 20 minutes Um, if you don't want to kind of spend all that money or sit in like an hour session um, you know I don't know so many people I feel like because of the internet people offer so many different ways of doing readings now a lot of readers will email them or audio them or something like that so I would say kind of like start small if you want do like a little smaller reading see how it works um Honestly, most people, after they sit with me, they're like, oh, like, that was a therapy session. I'm like, yes, we're just going to talk about your feelings (laughs) and, like, what's going on and what you're doing, you know? Yeah, that's the biggest thing I'm taking away from this because I didn't realize that at all. I Mm -hmm. thought it was very much like, all right, I was also one of those people like, okay, we're predicting the future. We're going to see what happens. And I've got to have these specific questions outlined of what I want to get out of it. So it's very cool to know that it is more like talking to a friend or (laughs) having someone help just give you advice and guide you. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Something we like to ask all of our guests is um, if you can leave our listeners with a mantra that helps Mm -hmm. keep you motivated every day, if you have one. I do. Um, I say I am supported. I feel like a lot of times, kind of like what I was talking about earlier with spirit and stuff like that and working with, um, God, spirit, whatever, is just so many times when I take risks or try to move in certain situations that I don't know the outcome, but I'm just hoping and praying that it works out. But through no matter what I've always have chose to do or took risks to do, it worked out eventually. So I am supported is my my go-to mantra. I love that. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> can you tell us how people can reach you? Um, let our listeners know if they want to follow your journey or get in touch with you. Yeah, I have um, an Instagram, Soul Magic Tarot and Healing. All one word is my Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook page, but I'm way more on Instagram than Facebook. Um, so Instagram, I think, I think is the best way. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with us. We really appreciate it. Good. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, we can't wait Happy to stay to connected and get our reading done from you. So yeah, <laughs> looking forward I know. To I can't that. wait. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. It was great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the busy people podcast. You can find highlights from today's episode in the show notes. Please support us by sharing this episode, leaving a rating or review, and subscribing to the show. And to catch all the latest from us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Busy People Podcast. Join us next time for another enlightening conversation because you're never too busy to learn something new.